I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Welcome to None of This is Real, a podcast for all things mysterious and weird. And I'm Doomsday Demini. I'm Sarah Sinkhole. What's up, hey, y'all? Hey, Sarah Sinkhole. Hey, Doomsday hey, hey. Demini. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're being extra silly today because we have to talk about something kind of hard to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is a bum. It's going to be a bummer a little bit. Just a little bit. Just and a little gonna, bit. There's going to be toadstools. It's going to be very interesting, though. We, before we get into all of it, we're going to keep we're going to keep some things concise because we have a lot to talk about today. But I still want to know if anything weird or mysterious happened to you. Um. Yeah, a weird thing did happen to me. It's just really cool, actually, more than weird. Um, I was in the river with my son, and I had we'd already seen a snake, which was not it wasn't a water moccasin. Thank goodness, but I don't like snakes near my child. I get all freaked out. My anxiety's like through the roof. And we go over to some rocks, and there's this little spindly tree growing out of this little island in the middle of the river. I was like, how beautiful is this spot? And then I look over, and there's a friggin' snake just like hanging in the tree. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I was like, okay, it's, it's a green snake. It's not bad. It's fine. But still, my primordial brain is like, panic, panic, panic. And so I'm trying to relax and enjoy myself. And this ladybug comes and lands on my shoulder. And I was like, Levon, look, a ladybug landed on me. How cool. And then he got close to it and it got scared and it flew away and landed on the snake and just Ah! sat there on the snake. And I was like, whoa, that was crazy. It's like full circle square. Full circle square. Life is the circle jerk. Fuck snakes. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of last night. Um, I was in the driveway of our of the new house that we're still renovating, and it's pitch black out there. Oh yeah, but so I'm sitting in my car and with the overhead light on in my car, and that's all I can see is like this very small circle right outside the car. I'm waiting for Jay, and all of a sudden he walks up to the car, and all I can really see is kind of like his legs. Yeah, and then I hear a cicada really, really loud. Uh. And he starts holding out his hand to me, and he's holding the cicada. And I was Whoa. like, get it away from me. I'm not <laughs> afraid of cicadas, but I was like, it's going to jump on me. It's going to freak me out. Just get it. Don't let it get in my car. Please let it go. You know? Put it over there. And put it over there. And so then he tries to throw it, and it somehow makes its way back in the car and <laughs> lands on my leg. And I screamed so, like... It, he was like, it's going to sound like I'm killing you. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I am not committing. I almost said matricide, but that's when you kill your mom. <laughs> Whatever. He, it did sound blood curdling. I mean, I didn't mean to scream that way. It was just, it's just what happens when a bug lands on me. And also I'm kind of afraid of the dark. So yeah, just, just that's putting it mildly. <laughs> I've been on the receiving <laughs> end of those screams. Let me tell you. Directly in my ear as you clung to me. <laughs> well, don't throw a cicada on me. That I would way. never. Oh. I I know. I know. I would never. It's just I probably would actually just get a rise. If you're out gonna of you. do it, don't do it in the dark, and then you'll probably be okay. Because okay. cicadas aren't scary. The dark I, though. Cicadas in the dark. <laughs> it sounds like a like a romance novel set in the south. <laughs> cicadas in the dark, y'all. All right, so what's your weird thing besides your husband throwing a cicada at you? (laughs) 
I think that's mostly my weird thing. What I was going to tell you, though, is one of my favorite podcasters, her name is Aminatu, so she's um, she's on Call Your Girlfriend, if you've ever listened to that. <coughs> Sorry. It, do you recommend it? I really recommend it. It's okay. really cool. Check it out. It's, it, they talk about important things that are going on in the world, and I like how they talk about it. So anyway, she was talking about she was talking about how something is problematic. Yeah. But she said problematic. Oh my! <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna say that forever with like a Q U E at the end. Is that how you would mm-hmm. spell that? Yeah. I'm gonna make people. I'm gonna make shirts that's or buttons or something and be like here this is yours you get a problematic button because you're problematic problematic and it's not that mysterious or weird but we have a lot to talk about today so i wanted to give you something cute to think about because what we're talking about is very problematic yes it is oh my god i was losing my shit in the kitchen on the laptop while lorenzo was making dinner and I was just over there like, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, you don't even want to know what I'm listening to right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So get, okay. get ready, y'all. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll warm you up. How about that? I'll warm everybody up with okay, a little warm us up. problematic stuff. So what we're talking about today. So we're, I'm not ready to talk about it, apparently. What we're talking about today is modern gurus, modern day gurus, and I'm going to talk to you about Teal Swan, who is this woman who is a spiritual leader or spiritual teacher, or you could call her a guru. Some people call her a cult leader. It just depends on your point of view. Yes, I guess so. My sources, first of all, I went straight to the horse's website. Hey, I wrote that in my notes too. Seriously, right now I'm looking at it. It says straight from the horse's website. www.tealswan.com. Okay. Oh, God. Um, and then I also listened, I straight binged in one day the Gateway podcast. Oh, wow. That's a, that's, whew, that's a lot. No wonder it's you're over l- it. It's a lot. So it's a six-part series all about Teal Swan. I highly recommend you go and listen to it. It's all the details. It's details about her life. It's details about her commune. It's details about what she preaches or or teaches. And so I'm going to go briefly over everything and give you a nice overview. We'll try to add some comedy wherever possible. It might not be very easy. But listen to us and then go listen to The Gateway. It's fascinating yeah i recommend that one too i listened to it after um oh no ross and carrie did an episode on teal swan and they recommended yeah. it and i couldn't stop listening to it it is fascinating i was in the house painting some cabinets and jay was like do you want me to come help you with that or should i keep doing what i'm doing i'm like you do what you're doing i'm listening to a podcast i can't <laughs> talk right now <laughs> i can't stop listening to this and then there's um, an article that I'll mention at the end by Louise Newman of the University of Melbourne called Do Trauma Victims Really Repress Memories mm. and Can Therapy Induce False Memories? That's the whole name of the article. So I'll mention that We've talked that about that a little bit before, huh? Mm-hmm. False memories. Also, of course, as always. Okay. So, without further ado, let me go ahead and rip this band-aid off. Do it. Okay, so I'm going to talk a lot about 
Teal Swan and her upbringing and her beliefs and her systems and things like that. But I have to also give you a little content warning, turkey buzzards. There is talk of suicide. So if you want, you can listen to some of the first part and it, it, it comes up a couple times very briefly. And then, you know, I'll give another content warning before I really go into it. Or you can skip this whole episode because there's, <laughs> there's Cause it's going to come up a few times. Yeah, because I'm going to also probably be talking about some things that are triggering, including yeah. suicide. So, so just so you know, you know, listen with caution, take care of yourself. And we love you. We love you. OK, <clears throat> guru. This is from Wikipedia. Is a Sanskrit term for teacher, guide, expert, or master of certain knowledge or field. And in pan-Indian traditions, a guru is more than a teacher, but one who dispels the darkness and takes it towards the light. Traditionally, a reverential figure to the student, with the guru serving as a counselor who helps mold values, shares experiential knowledge as much as literal knowledge, and is an inspirational source who helps in the spiritual evolution of a student. And so a guru is one spiritual guide, um, one who helps a person discover their potential. Also, it said in the Tagalog language in Indonesian and in in Malay, the word means teacher. And makes sense. If you've, you know, I've done some reading about spiritual teachings and things like that and read books by people who have gone on pilgrimages and people traditionally would go on a pilgrimage to seek out a guru. They'd say, okay, I'm ready for a guru. I want to sit at the feet of a guru and I'm going to go to India or somewhere and I'm going to seek someone out. But now all we have to do is hop on the internet. Yeah, and that I think that's what our two gurus have in common is the internet as a very big part of their teachings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're both talking about modern day internet-driven gurus, teachers, whatever you want to call them. I mean, I don't really I think of them call as a, them a traditional lot of gurus. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm gonna do here is I have obviously I have my own opinions. I have my own. Um, views about this person i'm gonna try to keep it real diplomatic and then at the end you know i can tell you what i really think (laughs) okay well and also because this person is alive right now is active and i looked at her instagram and some of my friends are following her on instagram i don't know if that means anything at all if they actually like her or if they just followed her one day and kind of forgot about it so let's hope it's that second one just for everyone's sake we'll see you gotta dm all of them be like um you need to listen to my podcast because you're like totally misinformed and i know everything they should be listening anyway (laughs) yeah friends just kidding come on i'm sure they are okay wikipedia describes teal swan this way teal swan is an american spiritual teacher author and social media personality ranked 19 in watkins 100 spiritual list for 2019 her teaching has garnered her the nickname the spiritual catalyst oh okay and then that's okay i'm gonna read you how her website describes her how she describes herself essentially teal swan was born with a range of extrasensory abilities including clairvoyance clairsentience and clairaudience she is a survivor of severe childhood abuse Today, she uses her extrasensory gifts as well as her own harrowing life experience to inspire millions of people towards authenticity, freedom, and joy. Her worldwide success has earned her the name 
the catalyst. Okay. Oh, I'm already just biting my tongue. I'm going to bite it clean off by the end of this episode. Don't hurt yourself over there. It's going to okay. be okay. All I'm right. going to just... And my blood pressure is <laughs> already... Smoke some marijuana. All right, okay. I'll take some deep breaths. That'll lower your blood pressure real quick. Yes. A little backstory. She was born Mary Teal Bosworth in June 1984. She's a Gemini for all you astrology nerds out there. Okay. And she grew up in Logan, Utah. Okay. Her parents were hippies in a conservative Mormon town. And Teal says she was bullied for being different. I Join the club, Teal. <laughs> right. Now, I'm, I'm, this is brief. Like, there's a lot more to this. But like I said, we're going to give you the overview. So when she started going to school with other kids, she said she realized she had special abilities. She describes seeing sounds and hearing colors, which we know is called synesthesia. So she struggled with being different, being bullied, and attempting suicide. And her mom took her to several psychiatrists. And then when nothing seemed to help, she took Teal to a Qigong healing center in Beijing when Teal was 17. When Teal returned from Beijing, she was abused by a family, men- a family friend and mentor. So this in itself could be an entire episode. There's a lot of speculation that she may have indeed been a victim of the misunderstanding about repressed memory therapy. So we don't know. I mean, obviously, if someone says that something happened to them, I'm inclined to believe them first and right, foremost. Right, of course. But there's a lot going on here. So a lot to unpack, and we'll unpack a little bit of it. She attempted suicide again at age 18 and was hospitalized. So that was her youth. She had a really troubled, um, difficult upbringing. That sounds for awful. Various reasons. I feel for her, despite mm-hmm. my other feelings for her. <laughs> you can have sympathy for someone and still not agree or like them. <laughs> yes, you can be compassionate even to people who are not doing the right thing. Teal Swan began her career in a private room at the back of a New Age bookstore in Salt Lake City called The Cosmic Spiral. She started doing energy healings and using the nickname The Spiritual Catalyst. And this is when she began working on her methods for working with people. Wait, so she gave herself the nickname The Spiritual Catalyst? Yeah, she started using it then. Oh, Mm -hmm. you can't give yourself a nickname. She did. That's cheating, Teal. (laughs) Other people have to give you your nickname. Right. Um, what, I, once I was called Patch Adams by some of my quote unquote friends because oh my, my last name is Adam and I look like Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> See, you would have never given yourself that nickname. Hell no. I mean, uh, R.I.P. Robin, you're a beautiful person. Not judging anybody on looks or anything, but uh, come on. Well, he did, he did make a very sexy lady in um, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Woo, hot stuff. That's true. Hot mama. Okay. Back to the serious stuff, okay? Okay. Here we go. In 2017, Teal Swan was given a citation from the state of Utah's Department of Commerce for practicing or engaging in, representing oneself to be practicing or engaging in, or attempting to practice or engage in, any Yikes. occupation or profession requiring licensure under this title if the person is not licensed 
to do so. So in short, she was beginning to work out her, basically practicing psychology on people, like methods. Yeah. But she didn't have a license to practice therapy, and the state of Utah was not happy about it. Well, I feel like that's okay to do on your, like, that's what, you know, talking to your friends and people that you care about and people who you respect, talking to them about your issues and getting perspective that's like totally a form of therapy but when you start bringing money into it and somebody's like yeah i can fix you that's not that's a whole different animal mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a very different animal so i think because of some of those issues she went to costa rica where she would have a little more freedom and she now has a center called philia p-h-i-l-i-a okay in, in costa rica now you can go for a week-long retreat with her, and that costs around five thousand dollars. Whoa, which is, mama! That's a lot. I've been on I've been on some retreats. Um, they're spiritual retreats, or they're like plant medicine retreats, and they are not five thousand dollars. Holy a crap! Lot that's a money. lot for a week. That's a lot. And some people end up staying to volunteer and and live become you know like full time residents, which kind of starts to make it seem culty, right, from the right. outside. And I want to read you a little bit more from her website so you can kind of get a feel for what she's into. She has there up front on her website the principle of authenticity. Now, this is a principle she supposedly is is living by. The ideology behind her authenticity movement is that today's fast-paced modern world is built on pretense instead of authenticity. When the world is built on pretense, the truth of a person and the truth of the world cannot emerge in order to be known. When a human being is forced to fit into a society by conforming to social ideals, their emotions are suppressed and they lose touch with their own authentic being as well as their innate knowledge of the universe at large. Okay, so far, you're not really wrong. The society's kind of fucked up. Right, no. This is where you get the problematique coming in because they're saying shit that is real. That is true. We mm-hmm. do live in a in a society. That's my new favorite thing. When my mom and I get upset about anything that's happening in the world, we just look at each other and be like, "We live in a society," and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sums it right up, Debbie. That's I true. mean, pretty much. Debbie is so wise. But anyway, she yeah, is. you have to conform. You have to pretend. You have to uh, change who you are according to the social situation or whatever. And that's been around for so long. And when that's how that's how these people get to you because they're like, here is what's really eating at your soul or your core mm-hmm. or your psyche or whatever. Let's acknowledge that. But then the woo woo comes in and you're, but you, and you're already hooked because you're looking for answers. I'm gonna stop. Yeah. I'm getting on my toadstool. It's okay. Already. That's we know. It's cool. You we know you're gonna get on your toadstool. It's <laughs> fine. And I want to read you a little bit more. Um, this is also from her website that she founded a nonprofit called the Headway Foundation. Headway Foundation will encompass programs, centers, companies, and products in the areas of justice reform, education, end of life care, self help, healing, parenting, integrative medicine, food industry reform, and spirituality. So it all sounds really good. Like when you first look, you're like, okay, this could be legit. Like this could be cool. Yeah, right. Those are all things that need reform yeah. by someone. By all of us. Yeah, that's exactly it. All someones. Not just one someone. And then there's a YouTube at the bottom of the, I think it's the first page of her website that says, Why People Hate Teal Swan. (laughs) And I wrote, Wow. And it's her talking. So it's not, it's her talking about why people don't like her. And I wrote this. Okay, 
You know I love YouTube vids, but this one I couldn't get through because it's just her using mirror analogies and terms like source consciousness. No shade to mirror analogies or source consciousness, but <laughs> I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through the video. Oh, I watched the beginning of so many videos for this one, and they were so frustrating. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. word salad. It's useless word salad all the time. I'm not watching the. I'm not watching word salad videos. Mm -mm. So I got I got other stuff to do. So all of this kind of sounds like it ranges from cool to pretty innocuous. So I had to know why are people so wary of her, and that is when I delved into that podcast. Whew. She has hundreds of YouTube videos on YouTube. Um, she offers daily updates on Instagram and has a private Facebook group called The Teal Tribe which has more than 25,000 members, and she creates what feels like daily access and connection to her. So we won't even go into the problematic issue of using the word tribe. Um, just gonna note that it's there. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in this guru stuff that really, yeah. really grinds my gears. It's a gear grinder. So yes. here's, <laughs> in, in the interest of giving you all the facts in a timely manner, I'm gonna push forward and at this point I'm going to tell you content warning content warning if you've come this far I want to let you know again this is where we got to talk about suicide because you can't talk about her and her um, the controversy around her without mentioning it okay the reason why many people take issue with her is her view on mental health and suicide and people say she pushes her followers to kill themselves not necessarily intentionally, but that it, it's, it's happening too often. Right. Basically. Yes. I have also heard that. So she talks a lot about mental health, although she has no professional training on the subject. And there, here's a quote from one of her YouTube videos. It's also quoted in that podcast, The Gateway. Um, she says, you cannot say that suicide is wrong without also saying that death is wrong. Death is always a choice. I think mm -mm. that's very irresponsible to be saying to people who are going it's through a thing. extremely, yeah, extremely yeah. irresponsible because a lot of the people reaching out and looking for these answers are people who are struggling. And they are, they are things that you can deal with and they are things that a lot of people are trained to help you with. So yes. I'm also going to, I'm going to give the number of the suicide prevention hotline at the end and I'm going to post it in the show notes. So this, please, so you know. yes, thank you. Um, okay, so that's... That's problematic and then problematic. And then also mm. she has a lot of people working for her that are like tech savvy, really, really good with computers and websites and SEO. And so her videos are basically programmed to show up whenever a person is Googling things like, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't want to live anymore. Or like if you, right. if you start Googling stuff like that, or, you know, my, you know, my loved one died, what do I do? her videos will pop up. Ugh. Are you serious? So, That's so creepy. When, when they interview her, though, she's like, yes, I do. I want those people to come to me because I want to help them, which I would like to think would be a good thing, but it doesn't... It also seems creepy. Like you said, it's like, oh, it's oh, really doesn't... feels yucky. Ugh. Yeah, sorry. it's frustrating. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah. there was the first case where a follower completed suicide and Teal said about that follower, whose name was uh, Leslie w uh, Wingsgard, that she was unable to commit to life and that there was nothing wrong with death. 
she also said about Leslie. There's nothing a healer could ever do for that type of vibration, and interestingly enough, it took her about two days until she was reincarnated again. Oh my god, I could cry right now. Seriously, I'm so angry. I know. That makes me want to cry. (laughs) Let's get through it. It's okay. Um, She has also repeatedly said that death is a reset button, that Mm. it feels incredible, and Mm. that it can be a gift you give yourself. Mm. So if you want to give her a gift right now. If you're telling if you're telling people who are f- coming to you with depression or suicidal thoughts already those things that is extremely irresponsible I have to say like it's just not okay. It's not okay. It's, it's not really okay. It's really not cool. No. The f- mm, okay, I can't talk about it. <laughs> I know. It's um whew. This is this is where I started to become extremely suspicious and pissed off. That's yeah. what I wrote. It's very um, suspicious. Saying that there's nothing anyone can do for a person is super irresponsible because there are so many people who can help. There there are really cool people out there and there are, you know, there are friends. Yeah. Like there were friends who would just sit with me and yeah. not even say anything. Right. And that's yes. all I needed at that moment. So I, I don't know. To say that no one can help you is not accurate. It's not accurate at all. There are people who devote their lives to keep people from doing this, to keep people here and to heal them and help them yeah i'm sorry the vibrational shit and that reincarnation shit you just shove it right up your ass teal well yeah and to say that like to justify it by claiming to know that this person was reincarnated is it's just a sign of a huge out of control ego and narcissism as that's what it's a sign of because and then if you really believe in reincarnation then you would want to live out the rest of this incarnation to heal whatever needs healing if you really right, believe that it's a cycle that you're supposed to fix things so you can evolve and be- reach nirvana or enlightenment or whatever okay <sighs> she also leads people through what's called shadow work which i have done and it can be really healing but it has to be done with a lot of care and with people who are trained properly because it can entail dealing with the dark side of your personality or dealing with past traumas. So this is where I come to an issue with with her shadow work because she guides people through past trauma, often uncovering repressed trauma or memories. And Teal suggests that she knows things from people's pasts Um, And it could be argued that she's guiding or misleading her students into false memories. Because I I heard in some of these interviews and things, she would say, um, well, I see that when you were four years old, this happened. No. Shit. That is like, that is what caused the satanic panic back in the day, is people saying, you know, asking children and like, what happened to you? Oh, are you sure it wasn't this? Basically, like telling them they don't remember something and then drawing it out of them that's even more blatant than that she's just being like mm. oh i see this thing happen to you because i can yeah. see everything yeah because she's clear sentient clear audience and then you know i believe there are people who are clear sentient clear audience but i i like we've said before in that episode that we did about it they don't go around like giving you scary information no. You know, and the people I, who I've met who seem to have actual abilities, they, they won't tell you unless you specifically ask and they feel safe telling you. That, right. You know. I, I don't think if anyone had that ability that um, it would be the kind of person that would use it in such a shitty way. And, and then we talked a little bit about false memories in our alien abduction um, 
episode. So some of that research was saying that you can plant a memory in someone's mind under hypnosis. And Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. It's proven. So I'll go into that just a little bit. This idea is based on the idea that when a person experiences trauma, the brain can repress the memories to the point that you completely forget what happened. In psychology, this idea is extremely controversial. And most psychologists say that there's no evidence that our brains actually repress memories. Um, and some say that when therapists work with people to recover memories, they may actually plant false ones. And so here's another little thing. Teal Swan also talks a lot about death and suicide openly, which is good. I mean, we should probably be talking about this stuff openly. Like yes, you we said. should. Mm -hmm. But she has an exercise where patients... Uh, patients, participants, experience their own death. So that it's a meditation where she asks people to imagine that they're dead. And this is troublesome because there is such a thing as suicide contagion where exposure to suicidal behaviors can result in an increase in suicide, suicidal behaviors for an at-risk person. Right. And she doesn't even know this person's history if they're on medication. Well, the thing is, she's convincing people she does know that about you. Like in the interview, one of the interviews in the gateway, she's telling the host, oh, I see you. I can see every cell in your body. I can see everything that's going on with your body. I see that you're dehydrated and this and that. And it's like, yeah, all of us are probably dehydrated. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't need to be clear anything to look at someone and think you need to drink a glass of water. <laughs> Go ahead and have that glass of water anyway. So another thing to be aware of is that many of Teal Swan's followers, after they go through some of her processes, discover repressed memories of abuse at the hands of family members. So it's a pattern that keeps happening within uh -uh -uh. her following. And that also makes it difficult for some of these people to return to the same family life afterwards. Hmm, so, interesting. Mm -hmm. Alienating people from their family. Cult. Ology 101, lady. Yep. You know, and she argues, oh, I'm not a cult. People are free to leave, this and that. But I think the modern definition of cult is changing. <laughs> well, yeah. We're, cult. we're updating things now. Yeah. we. It's like, uh, you don't have to keep and, people prisoner for it to be a cult. No, not at all. Physically. You can keep them emotionally and uh, psychologically. Yeah. Well, and because a lot of these people you know, they'll make you feel bad. Like they make you feel kind of stupid if you don't understand it. Like, oh, your vibration just isn't high enough to understand this and that. And then they make you feel kind of shitty. And it's like, no, my vibration is cool. <laughs> like I'm good with it. Yeah. How's your vibration? I, I put this in there. It could be argued and it, it, it's easy to argue that there's not enough access to mental health uh, care and that yeah. it's, it is good for people to have a place to turn to. So, but the thing is, they do end up turning to places like her Facebook group. But then again, you know, when you're feeling suicidal, depressed, and then you start uncovering a repressed memory, even and then whether you it's imagine real or not, your own death. Yeah. So I, I would just imagine that any responsible therapist would say, and and Turkey Buzzards, please email us if if you have any experience with this, like what you think, but. Even if you knew for sure, let's say a client came in and they were depressed, you knew for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that this person had something they were repressing and it was traumatic from when they were a kid. You wouldn't bring it up until you had helped that person. I just don't think you would be like, oh, you you feel like you want to die? Let's also dig this up. I just don't think no. any responsible person would want to do that. Nope. No, 
I've got a little bit more, and actually I'm almost done. This is that article I mentioned before by Louise Newman of the University of Melbourne. And I'll say the name of it again in case you want to look it up. It's called, Do Trauma Victims Really Repress Memories? And Can Therapy Induce False Memories? Okay. No, and yes. (laughs) This is from that article. Sigmund Freud developed uh, the idea of repression. So where, where people store memories of stressful childhood events so they can move on with their lives. Thank you so much, Freud. For all the fucking bullshit. Well, wait, because there's more about that. So he also believed that if these memories weren't recalled, it could result in physical or mental symptoms. And so for some people, recalling the details of a traumatic event can help them to understand and heal the situation. However, repressed memories where the victim remembers nothing of the abuse are very uncommon, and there's not much evidence to prove that these are actually reliable memories. And the article says, according to reports from the clinical, from clinical practice and exper- experimental studies of recall, most patients can partially recall events, even if elements of these have been suppressed. And then later it says that Freud later withdrew his theory saying that he instead Uh believed that a child would naturally have a sexual curiosity about their parents, probably because they're the main people in their lives, and that could influence information of memories that may not have taken place. Thanks, Freud. Okay, thanks for going back on that one. I still don't love that, but... Uh, No, I don't love a lot of stuff that Freud Mm -hmm. said. He went back on that, but a lot of people really respected him and believed, you know, the things he was saying, and I, I just, I would like to say, from my own personal experience... I have remembered traumatic events that I had kind of hidden away, but I had the me- the memories were there. It wasn't like in some of these things, um, like there's a, I think it's in the gateway. There's a part of it where they play her talking to a woman and saying like, oh, you know, you have something from your past and the woman's completely surprised. Oh. So she doesn't remember it at all. Mm-mm. So. In my case, there were things that I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that did happen. It's more like that. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I guess I need to deal with that. That did happen. It's not like completely repressed, completely have no memory of it. And we don't know how the brain works, but... Lord, no. There are a lot of studies. If you go to that article, there's a bunch of links to actual, like, clinical studies that you can see. The brain, we think it doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. Well, because I have trauma. I have things that have happened to me that I don't want to think about, Mm -hmm. uh, that I willfully suppress. Yeah, it's not repression. It's not like, oh, one day I just all of a sudden remembered something I had never remembered before. It's like, there will be a trigger, and I will that thing will come to the surface, and I will say, no, 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 no. I don't want (laughs) to think about that. Please stop. Which everybody does. You can't be a human without having some fucking trauma. That's just part of it, I guess. Yeah. I've gone to things and done certain activities, exercises, exercises where you purposely recall that in a controlled situation and you relive it in a safe scenario and there are professionals that guide you through it and it helps to, it can help to heal it. But you can't just tell someone they have a memory they may or may not have and then it's just it's well and the thing is this happened to her so this probably happened to her because she went to see a therapist who 
recovered, um, quote unquote, recovered a memory of hers. And so we don't know how much of her trauma is implanted into her brain and how much is really happened. It could be a combination of both. It could be. Yeah, it could be that something really did happen to her and that her negligent, shitty therapist then twisted it into something different. And it was in the time of satanic panic too. It is it's related. So if you go and listen to that podcast, you'll it's like ritualistic abuse, right? Yeah, that she says that she went through. So essentially, to sum up, she you know all the woo woo stuff, all the meditations and this and that, and I don't really see a problem with that. If you want to subscribe to that, it's it's you do what you want. However, when you start fucking with people's psychology and messing with their heads and bringing up trauma and you have no license or training to do so it's not great and i also want to give you guys this phone number for the national suicide prevention hotline it is 1-800-273-8255 and it's available 24 hours a day and it's anonymous and that's all i have and i guess i can ask you if any of that's real but (laughs) i mean yeah it's a lot she's a real butthole I'll say that. I guess I can ask you if any of the uh, repression stuff is real. Like, how, what do you think no, about it? I've gone down that rabbit hole so many times, I find the satanic panic very interesting. You know, me, I'm always like, what? Your brain is awesome and also scary. Mm-hmm. You can't trust it, but it's like a huge part of you and it does everything. Oh my God. So I'm always going down those brain holes. And yeah, I do. I personally don't believe that repression that you can repress memories like i said i think you can willfully suppress them you can say nope not thinking about that i think if there's something that needs to come to the surface it will come you know if you go and you start doing like any kind of meditation or therapy or something like that and it needs to come up it'll come up naturally you don't need to go digging you don't need to do a hypnosis you don't need anyone else meddling around in your brain you know Um, what's in there I had like the one specific one I'm thinking of is one that I didn't think about for years and years and years and years. And when it fucking surfaced, it was on, I was on my own. I was doing some kind of exercise in a, you know, kind of a therapy situation. And it it wasn't some lost memory. It was like an, oh yeah. Like I said, it was like, oh fuck, I haven't thought about that in 10 years. I forgot about that. Not that was repressed. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. Big difference. And you can't trust memory anyway because, you know, I grew up with two sisters and sometimes we'll tell each other stories or my parents, you know, will tell us a story and we'll think, well, didn't that happen to me? It, well, my sisters are twins, so they mm-hmm. happens to them more often where they're like, no, that was me. I did that. And the other one's like, no, 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 that was me. Yeah. Or like, have you ever had a memory and then been like, wait, was that a dream I had? <laughs> yes. Memory's oh not my gosh. that reliable. No, it's not reliable at all. Uh, yeah. Let's, we should do a whole episode on just memory. That would be interesting. But if you believe that you were abused or that something awful happened to you and you start really believing that, it's going to affect you in a similar or the same way as if it really happened. So it's very dangerous Absolutely. to let an untrained person dig in your head. Your brain. Don't Get be out. digging. Put your shovel away, Teal. Nobody I wants that. I need you to have a digging license to dig uh, in my brain, okay? Do, yes, thank you. Is that a license shovel you're wielding or not? 
Whew. Well, here we go. Here's my here's here my roller coaster somewhere. ride. Do you mind if I go pee first? I'm about to. I don't mind. I probably should take a deep breath or two anyway before I start take, talking about this asshole. Take several deep breaths and I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> hey, Sarah, you know what? What? With so many CBD products on the market nowadays, it's really hard to know what to choose. Oh my god, it's like so hard. Well, I chose the best one. It's Green River Botanicals because they offer high quality, high potency, full spectrum tinctures made from CBD hemp grown right on their farm. They also offer topicals. Every step of the process from the greenhouse to the final product is done with care and transparency. Lab results for each product are available on their website so you know exactly what you're taking. And not only are they conscious about your well-being, they make the environment a major priority. That I like. Yes. I will not be smarty pants about that. All of their packaging is sustainable from recyclable glass bottles to plant-based labels. And for every item sold, they donate a tree to be planted. A tree? How cool. A tree. I also have topicals, which you use, That's right? what I got. I got a topical. I'm, I'm going to tell you something topical about the topicals. I got the herbal healing salve. And not only does it smell good... And it doesn't make your glasses all smudgy when you touch your glasses with your hands because it <laughs> absorbs right into your skin. But it really works. I have all kinds of things wrong with my hands. I've got cysts in my joints. I, I think I'm getting arthritis because I'm getting old. Oh, um, but I rub it on my hands every morning and the swelling goes down and my joints feel like I can, you know, do stuff again. That's so awesome. It's pretty great. I like it. I love it. I use the CBD tincture and I've, you know, I've always had like kind of a hard time sleeping since I was a kid. Mm, yeah. I do know about my... that. Mm -hmm. I feel that. You were there. Mm -hmm. Well, now I take a little bit of that at night and it totally calms my anxious brain that won't stop thinking and I fall asleep. It's so amazing. I love it. That is amazing. Sounds great. So if you're looking for a reliable CBD product from a company that cares about you and more importantly, the planet, go to GreenRiverBotanicals.com and use the promo code not real that's greenriverbotanicals.com promo code not real n-o-t-r-e-a-l one word y'all for free shipping on your first order you're welcome you're so welcome this topic okay. i know it's a doozy god do you ever uh, sometimes um well i'm i'm convinced that when i have anxiety and i get sweaty that it smells about 10 times worse than my usual bo so I can like g gauge, and I've told Lorenzo this, and I think he can too. He's like, "You really stink today. Are you doing all right?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I'm having anxiety sweats. Oh, okay. okay, I'm not. I'm not ready, but please go ahead. Okay, I don't think I am either. I seriously, like, my cheeks are flushed. I can feel my that my um, blood pressure is high. But w let's just power through it, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Let's do. I am talking about Bentino Massaro. Never heard of him. Actually. Okay. Well. So I'll tell you my sources. About to hear ben about him right now. Yes, you're about to. I'm just. I was about to go on a rant, but I was like, no, I have a whole rant here in front you of have me. Read it. it. Look okay. at your paper. <laughs> BentinoMassaro.com. Uh, a ridiculous article on Medium. Uh, actually got some info from a fish forum. Fish like the band PH Fish. All right. Um, AZCentral.com. A Barcraft TV video and a Vice video. Look at me. I watched videos this time. Woo. I know, I never do that. It's always you. I did watch a bunch of Bentino's uh, personal videos that he made also. I tried to, I'll say that. I attempted to watch this, and I'm going to attempt to keep my shit to myself for the most part until the end. So, What's his name? 
Bentino, B-E-N-T-I-N-H-O, Massaro. I want to see what this person looks like while you talk uh, about him. Oh, just if you, after this, if you feel like it, if you have the stomach for it, just try to watch him speak and you're like, what is happening? Oh, Puck doesn't like it either. Puck, stop. Puck's like, uh, I can feel the bad vibes in this place and I don't like it. Trying to podcast. He doesn't want to look at your, uh, he doesn't want to look at that picture. This guy looks like a total nozzle. Thank you. That's the exact word I was looking for. Yep. He's kind of how I taught him not to bark at everything because he doesn't love to be held. And so every time he would I'd give him a forceful hug, a non-consensual hug. Oh, wow. You are really non-consensually hugging and I just, you know, squeeze him real hard till he stops barking. Oh, God. I'm just I'm just procrastinating. Go ahead and tell me oh, about this guy. Okay. I decided to let Bentino speak for himself, so I will mostly be quoting from his website and some interviews and YouTube videos, actually. The horse's website. Yep. There is, of course, one rant from the toadstool later in my notes, but I thought the best way to show you this human's true colors is to just hear what he has to say. So, straight from the horse's website, joke stealer. <laughs> I'm just amplifying your joke. Okay. Everyone I'll knows take it. it's your joke. All right. So, this is written by uh, someone else, but it's on his website. This is his bio on his website. And it's not the whole thing. I'm going to skim a little bit, but just, it's a doozy. Bentino Massaro is a different kind of being. You could say he is extraordinary, having integrated the extra or non-physical levels of his being into his human experience. He calls this true simulta- simultaneity. Is that a word? It's not a word. I've never heard that word. Sim- simultaneity? Yeah. And he claims we can all learn to expand and live in this way. Although already fairly awake, aware of spirituality in general, and generally bright in spirit since he was born, it wasn't until the age of around 16 that Bentino's search for enlightenment really started to pick up in both speed and intensity of the desire to seek and, quote, find the source of all of existence, as he put it to himself at that time. So he, like, was born better than all of us already, so... So why even try? Yeah. All right. He had a spiritual awakening at age 18, and then he started to have a public appearance around the age of 19, where he threw himself at life from as many different angles as he deemed relevant to explore, because he's the one that's going to deem what's relevant to human experience. A privileged white dude from Europe. Bye. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Mimicking what most human beings go through in their daily lives. This... Can you hear the condens the condensation? That's not the, the word. The condensation <laughs> of this guy. It's warm. It's wet. Ew. <coughs> he is so. What's the word? Now I'm gonna only think of condensation. Condescending. It's condescending. Thank you. What the hell? <laughs> my brain is not working. Okay. It's very it's condescending. Okay. So. So mimicking what most human beings go through in their daily lives in order to know the human condition from the inside out and with the intention to distill from these experiences the most direct possible access points to freedom and empowerment from within each of these main human dynamics. What is that even? So he wanted to make 
hit a path that is digestible and experiential for the average Joe already want to punch you provided that average Joe is interested enough in freedom from their own imagined limitations enough to study some teachings and apply practices mm. gross Bentino I'm getting a headache it's bad all right I'm gonna skip down I, I have I took way more notes than I needed of course Here's a good sentence. He is also considered an entrepreneur, visionary, paradigm breaker, and someone with a fearless and willing enough heart to make the difference for the sake of those who perhaps can't or won't make the difference for themselves and this world just yet. He has been known to sacrifice his public and private self-image for the sake of maintaining his integrity towards service to others. Thanks. We really appreciate it. I sarcastically appreciate that. Oh, yeah. In case you couldn't literally feel the sarcasm coming out of my mouth. On a personal level, he embodies the fully passionate lifestyle that he teaches, including free solo rock climbing with no ropes and free diving to depths of over 40 meters on a single breath. Wait, he does this with people? No, that's just what he does. On a personal level, he just does a lot of really fun shit rich people get to do, so... Well, God, what a sacrifice. I know. Okay. Oh, this is the... Okay, here, you're going to really love this one. Currently, he is exploring new roles as entrepreneur, inventor, and investor as a means to help this planet rebalance itself and to give the people a fair chance to wake up from their sheeple dream. My sheeple dream? (laughs) You, excuse me, turkey butter. See, I can't even (laughs) talk because my tongue is broken because I'm so mad. Y'all, y'all are all sheeple, okay? And the only way you're going to wake up from your little sheeple dream, you average Joes, is to get on board with Bentino's bullshit. Oh, my God. It's so bad. So he likes fine cigars, okay? He is a passion, a passion for fine cigars. He says they're actually beneficial if you know how to attune your consciousness to the consciousness spirit information of the planet. So that to me is like, oh, you can do like bad shit for your body as long as you're you vibrate at the right vibration level so that you get the right stuff out of it. Suck it. Mm-mm. Smoking cigars also helps him stay grounded, more socially available, and more willing to focus on earth-based projects, such as business endeavors to help make the difference in the world, teaching online projects, social media, and meeting and coaching people, travel, etc. He says that without such aids, he is more likely to disappear from view and merge with the infinite, as such changing the nature of his ability to be of active service, also in a visible way, in this conceptual, slow, vibratory, man-made world, which for most of humanity, Ventino suggests, is all they know. So if he didn't okay. smoke cigars and dive and free climb and do a bunch of other rich people horse shit, he would just, like, become one with the infinite because he's so woke he couldn't even hold on to his earthly form. <sighs> so then he decided he, after he had his spiritual awakening at 18 or 19, he decided he was going to go on a quest. So he explored all the kinds of teachers, philosophies, methods, and then, of course, he went to India. He stayed, uh, this is exactly from his website. He okayed this. This is how full of himself he is he stayed with each practice only long enough to digest what was useful for his goal eventually exhausted he realized that all the spiritual quote authorities were no more enlightened than himself and he made a radical decision to seek only within his own being 
following his own resonance and trusting his intuition without hesitation. There he discovered that the ultimate answer was to be found in the presence of existence itself in all its infinite potential. That's a lot of words. Um, I will say, yes, you can find the answers within yourself. And any good spiritual teacher will tell you that. Right. They're not going to tell you they have all the answers. However. No, if they do, then run. No human being is ever... Okay, maybe there's a few that are, like, super enlightened and they don't need anything else, right? But most of us could use a teacher. Like, a spiritual teacher, a, a, a guitar teacher, a... We, most of us need some kind of a teacher. So if you think that you right. need nobody, no guidance, and no more information, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically what he's done is just cherry-picked a bunch of shit from everybody else's ideas, some of which have been around for fucking thousands of years and then gone all right i've got enough from you idiots i've got all the answers in myself well you just listened to all those people and then decided you had the answers pretty sure we know where you got the answers bud (laughs) (laughs) well and to really i don't think you can just like guru hop have all the answers to to absorb you can't have all the answers there's no such thing anyway you can't have all the answers. And I think that there's probably a couple of gurus sitting on top of mountaintops who are fairly enlightened, but I don't think any human being has all the answers. Hell, and no, I don't think don't. you can really learn everything you need to learn by being like, oh, it was a nice week here on this mountaintop in India. Peace out. I'm going to go to the next one. It's not a bar hop. Anyway, this thing is disrespectful. A spiritual bar crawl. Uh, I don't like it. Nope, it's gross. Okay, so... After all that, he decided he was going to launch an online university for enlightenment. I saw that. I looked at his website. Trinfinity Academy. Hmm. Mm, Yes. Don't like it. (laughs) So I've written here. I've got a little mini rant. To me, he comes off as an egotistical, spiritual know-it-all. I think people like feeling superior and knowing something that others don't and being different from everyone else, the average Joe, but it's fucking gross to use your spirituality, your practices, your diet, or whatever, to hold yourself up as evolved and woke and then judge everybody else. Moving on. Yes. So he has a bunch of free shit, but then he calls the free shit, like the newsletter instagram all the social media stuff and the videos those are just introductions to his teaching so like you can have those for free but if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty of the shitty shitty then you gotta pay so it's 67 dollars a month for recordings of all the retreats he's facilitated over the last five years 199 dollars a month for 12 months or a one-time payment of 1988 dollars for those ready to really bring these teachings into their lives and marry these principles. It's Bentino's Civilization Upgrader. It's a brand that is training in, this is capitalized, shepherding consciousness. So now he's making another a bunch of other egotistical buttholes who are like, oh, I'm going to shepherd other people into consciousness. That's not how p- people who want to help others evolve and have a good life and heal are, don't say shit like that. Mm-mm. Sorry. So, sorry, not sorry. I'm so mad already. I'm like about to shake my headphones off my head. <laughs> he had a retreat in 2018. This is just one of them called Infinity and Absolute Abundance. What does that even mean? And it was in a fucking castle. How much so, did that cost? I believe it was it was depending on where you stayed. You could stay in the castle. You could camp. Um and of course, it doesn't include airfare, but it does include meals. But don't get too excited because the meals, he, there's like 
I saw videos of them. They didn't look excited. It was like English muffins and yogurt. Like, fuck you. And also, <laughs> that he's like this weird fasting thing he does where you don't do anything but drink grape juice or some shit. So it's like, am I paying to fast? No, better not be. Anyway, so it ranges from um, $1,880 for, I think it was five days, to all the way to camping. Do you just want to camp in your car or a tent or something? That's $1,106 to camp and eat food. I get it. Food's expensive. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So to attend uh, with off-site accommodations is $996. So... I did some calculations, and with at least 500 people attending, which that's what I read on the website, even at the lowest price, he would make $498,000. Damn. And at the highest price, it would be close to a million. So he's making bank. Mm-hmm. Because he's giving people English muffins. Those aren't that expensive. And then you got to pay the castle something, but it's probably right, not. of course. It's probably not that $500,000, right? I'm sure he's making, yeah. He's, He's got to be making money. Well, so the, he, the ironic thing is that if you're trying to teach abundance, right? Like if you're trying to teach people, like a Teal Swan has one of these too, like a meditation to attract money and stuff like that. And it's like, if you're paying for this stuff, I don't, how do you afford to pay for this stuff? And then you're still needing to attract more money. I don't, it's very, it's problematic. <laughs> I have a yeah. little rant about that later in my notes, actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he actually lived outside of Asheville in 2012 and was leading retreats in Flat Rock, which is close to Asheville. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just thought that was interesting. So they most of the retreats involve yoga and meditation and ecstatic dance and the fasting, like I talked about, weeks-long stretches sustained only by grape juice. What? Never heard of that So one. Yeah. So it's a lot of... This is, this is basically what I'm getting, is that he's taken the law of attraction, hate it, Non-duality, quantum physics, Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, Osho, Love One, which is ancient astronaut bullshit, Neville Goddard, um, a Hindu philosophy, which I won't let my southern tongue mutilate right now, Buddhist tradition, Baha'i, occultist prophets, like, he's just gone. Oh, also, the human potential movement, which is what all these people are really drawing a lot from, too, which I think probably started in the 60s. I could be wrong about that. I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. But yeah, so he's just drawn from like all these philosophies, made some word salads, then put a bunch of buzzwords in it, and it's just like a pretty puddle of warm of word vomit. Mm. Okay, and he's using all these big words, but saying nothing. So when you hear it and you're like, I don't get it, and he's so full of himself and so confident that you think, oh, I must be stupid. Yeah, that's what I felt about Teal Swan in some yeah. cases. He speaks with such confidence and says, sometimes I'll read some quotes, absolutely fucking nothing he's saying, nothing. And that you're, and that if you're looking for answers, you're like, where's the answer in that? I must be a big dum-dum. Um, I'm just going to throw some phrases out there of stuff I think he's guilty of. Uh, being totally unaware of his privilege, exoticism, denial of reality, and the real world hardships of real people, uh, victim blaming, elitism, narcissism self-delusion condescending and commodifying things that anybody can do for free that you could offer all those things for free to people i was gonna say the victim blaming thing too because i i just read this one quote on his instagram oh, it's you know so... i'm stalking his instagram as you are you right me. now pay attention and in class 
I am. Get off but your I phone in class. See. I need a visual, a visual representation. My face getting redder and redder and more distorted with rage isn't enough of a visual. It is, but I, you're a little backlit. That's true. I am very backlit right now. Um, he said, "Feeling unworthy is a lack of humility. It's a form of arrogance because you insist on being separate from one infinite intelligence." What? If you feel unworthy, it's probably because you need someone to come and fucking give you a hug and tell you that you're awesome. What? Fuck off, dude. Go to therapy or have someone say, like, be kind to you. Oh, it gets it gets so much worse than that. It's so much worse. Okay. Yeah, it's gross. So there's I read uh, I think it was the it was one of the videos I watched. There was this guy who was obviously a skeptic and a rational person who was like here's a trick that you can use and it's so fucking works because i did it several times with him and some other gurus i went down a rabbit hole with like muji and a bunch of other people if you write down what they say just like transcribe it as they say it and then try to read it back just reading it instead of hearing it it's so much more obvious that it's nothing that that is just meaningless bleh and hmm. it's a it's a good trick. I highly recommend if you if you're wondering like, does this thought leader really have some thoughts that I should be paying attention to? Write it down and read it. And if it means nothing, you're not stupid. It's nothing. <laughs> Straight from the horse's mouth. I'm gonna read some quotes. <sighs> so you know, I'm gonna try to blend some humor into my rage and anger. But help me out, sis. Okay. I'm, help I get, you. I'm getting I'm getting up there. All right. So. In oh, this Puck, video, don't you help? Stop. No, Stop. we don't need your help, Puck. Thank you no. so much, though. That's Puck, very come nice. Here. I'm recording the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna I put him up to the put the headphones on the dog, and I'm gonna sing him some songs from Annie. Come here. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I oh, think you're he'll fine. Be quiet now. Okay. So here's some quotes. Every tiny motion, every movement is within a completely different reality. And in this video, he's moving his hand like an inch to the right over and over again and he's going this is another reality and another reality and another reality and this is another reality and another reality and another reality and you're like dude are you okay i feel like you're not okay sir (laughs) this is some shit here we go with the victim blaming you can only ever experience what you are vibrating as you cannot have an experience that you did not generate or create Okay, so you're going to generate my fist punching you in your stupid nozzle face? I've heard that a lot. and I don't like that. Problematic. <clears throat> it's so problematic because I didn't ask for shit that happened to me. I bet you every woman we know or every femme person we know would say on the daily they get shit they don't fucking ask for. And they're not vibrating as anything but trying to get somewhere, do something. That live is... Live their damn life. <clears throat> I put it on the micro scale. You can definitely take it to macro and say, oh, so this entire culture asks to be basically annihilated from the planet? Fuck you, asshole. You can only realize that about yourself. You can't say, oh, you over there, your situation is because of you. You can say it to yourself. You can be like, oh, I wonder if I created that. And be self-reflective. Yes, it's fact, you should be doing that. Obviously, this... But this if someone gentleman isn't doing hurts that. you or if society victimizes you, that ain't your fault, man, ever. No, so. no. You can look at how you dealt with it and responded to it and how you can fight it in the future. But you can't look at it and say, what did I do to make this happen to me? 
That is so gross. Yeah, All don't right. do that. No. Oh, and here we, we're now. <sighs> it gets weirder and weirder and okay. shittier. Understand that the government is not to blame for any single thing. No one is to blame for anything. Oh, okay. Okay. And these are verbatim <laughs> things I either read that he wrote or saw him say with his own mouth. Although there is that um, deep fake stuff people are so good at nowadays. I guess they could have faked a video or two. But just kidding. This is real. Okay. Um, nothing exists independent from consciousness. Objects do not have beingness. Appearances do not have existences on their own. They depend on consciousness. Now, you, that's one of those ones you could write down and then read and be like, excuse me, what? That mm -hmm. you're saying nothing. That's nothing. Right. And here's Perfect. how he starts gaslighting you. Don't get caught up in ideas of logic and reason. Instead, prioritize feeling good over any other consideration. Okay. No. That, those are the words of a spoiled and selfish person. Do not focus on what is. It's not spiritual. It's not enlightened. It's very, very stupid. The present is a dead end. Be in a state of imagination. No, that's not a thing. What is he talking about? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, okay, be, and, it's, you're supposed to be present in the present moment because that's all we have. Any? Yeah. Okay. He's, what he, is he, he talking about? I don't know. And he's like, you know, he's gone on this quest for answers and then tells you, don't ask any questions. Don't look for, just, just imagine whatever you want and it'll <sighs> be. It's not Willy mm. fucking Wonka, dude. Chill out. <laughs> Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure delusion. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm trying to, not to sing anymore. Sorry. Okay. No, please do. We need it. We can really use it right now. I'm gonna, okay. I'll try again later if I can bring myself to experience any joy after this. Okay. So now here's some stuff that he says he can do. He can levitate. He can alter the weather. He can talk to aliens. He can make tinfoil a piece of tinfoil spin on a tabletop or uh, use his mind to make a pencil roll across the table and these are some like uh it? these are very easily debunked sort of things like you could do that breathing through your nose that's like magician shit it's like sleight of hand magic mm. not that i'm not saying i'm not poo-pooing magic i love magicians <laughs> i'm just saying that ain't telekinesis kyle yeah. He says, this is a quote on controlling the weather. Did you know that you can stop the rain? Just intend it. It's not apart from your consciousness. Just visualize a clear sky and the absence of rain. Just do okay. it, okay? It's fine. You can do it. If you want something, just think of it and there it will be. I'm okay. worried about I'll, this guy. All right. <laughs> right. That sounds great. Sure. So then he says something like, yeah, there is a real world, and there are monetary costs to changing your life. But then immediately says, just alter your vibrations to attract the resources. You're not stuck. It is by choice that you're in that job. It is by choice that you have the life you have. Here I, here I go, wanting to punch him again. This elitist, victim-blaming bullshit. It's not, it's not by choice. Or it is by choice. Everything that's bad in your life, you chose that. So sorry. <clears throat> Could have been. You should have been born privileged and white man like me. Mm -hmm. It would have been much easier to dive forty feet below the surface of the ocean on one single breath. Because I'm so enlightened. <laughs> I'm going over the edge. I'm going over the edge. I'm a fish. Woo. He wrote. He wrote to a student who asked him a question on um, some internet platform your mind is full of shit and i hope you get well soon 
What? So that's fairly helpful and kind. Wow. Yeah. What a sweetheart. Set your standards a little higher. And I'm saying it the way he says it, with aggression. Set your standards a little higher. Feel a little bit more miserable about yourself and your being fucking retarded. <gasps> he said that? Yes. And please forgive me. I do not use that word ever. And I really hate saying it, but he said it, not me. Maybe I can bleep it out. (laughs) (sighs) It's fine. No, people need to know what he's saying. I'm okay with it. So he, I watched a video where he asked this woman very pointedly and intensely over and over again. Can you love yourself? Are you worthy of that? Are you worthy of love? Can you do that? Can you love yourself? Can you? Can you love yourself? Like aggressively over and over. And then she like broke down in sobs. Because that's like that some creepy psychological stuff, if you ask me. Somebody challenged him, in quotation marks, at an event. I saw this video, too. He went, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, over and over again at this woman. And then said, if you weren't so high up in your own ass with this fucking concept of respect, you would actually see how much love there is behind me saying that. What? Oh, this guy's the worst. He is such a freaking gaslighter, okay? And then he later in an interview, someone says, like, so what about when you're really mean and you say fuck you and stuff to your people? You know, which is what Tony Robbins has gotten in trouble for recently doing. Creep. Let's, that's a whole another podcast. Um, he calls it a zen slap. And so I was like, pretty sure I've read some stories where, you know, where there's like a guy following around a teacher and he's not learning anything. And then the teacher slaps him with his sandal. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I just figured it all out. Yeah. That's a story. That's a parable. It's not. It doesn't. And there are uh, there are special sticks in Zen Buddhist Zen Buddhism that they hit people with when they're like falling asleep during meditation or other stuff <laughs> like that. It, that concept exists, but I don't think it extends to you screaming F you at a lady who's there to get help. I don't yeah. think that's a Zen slap. I think no, that's, that's not what that's not what that concept is supposed to be. Yeah. He said, he said, it's not a form of abuse because the people will sign up to be there. They want to be there. They want that reflection. Oh, they asked for it. In yeah. Yeah. Trigger warning. I'm going to talk about rape just really quickly. And um, because this is a quote that he said. When you stumble upon a point of view that feels good about someone else being raped... Are you willing to accept that point of view? That's the paradox of humility. What is he talking about? I do not know. This what was out of context. I don't know. Someone asked him a question. It looked like he was speaking in response to someone asking him a question. This is a little clip that I saw. But if you feel a, if you feel good about someone being um, assaulted in any way, you might want to check yourself. Not accept it and think of it as a paradox of humility what does that even mean that doesn't mean anything uh i guess i'll i'll end on this one well no shit there's so many more okay fuck your relationships they mean nothing let them go don't give a fuck about your family don't give a fuck about your children don't give a fuck about your parents don't give a fuck about your partner these are quotes from him yep he said that he also said you can learn from hitler and apply it in a positive way oh yeah okay and um, here's where we're, I'll, I'll sum up all the quoting. The scientific community is far from scientific, in my opinion. I am scientific. Mm, of course you are, dude. Yeah. So he also believes that we have bases on the moon. 
Um, there's slave colonies on Mars that are mining the asteroid belt. We've been colonizing galaxies. We haven't needed fossil fuel for, for 80 years. Um, the Nazis won the war. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, we've had free energy for 80 years, he says. Yeah. And the, there's aliens. We're going to meet them. That's what he's... His whole thing is preparing us t to be ready for directly connecting with extraterrestrial consciousness. We're going to be That's absorbed. Cool. Can he just do that and stop being an asshole? Because I'm down no, with the, I don't the think aliens. He can. Yeah. We're going to be absorbed into civilizations that are fourth, fourth density or higher. He's going to build a city called Trinfinity City, which will be the planet's most harmonious community built entirely around his teachings. Okay, so he wants to enlighten us by 2035, so we're ready for interstellar absorption. And here's, a, here's the last creepy quote. And as with everything he once said of Trinity, Trinfinity City, that's very hard to say, I will succeed. And as with everything, I will succeed. Mm, mm. Oh, here's where I get to. He has a video called Attracting Money in Abundance, like you were saying, Teal Swan. And I said, I was under the impression that spiritually enlightened people don't give a shit about earthly wealth and possessions. In, in Hinduism and Buddhism, enlightenment is characterized by the extinction of desire and suffering and individual consciousness. Mm -hmm. So desire would also go hand in hand with like your cigars and your multiple girlfriends and your um, trips to freaking Dubai with all of your team who are standing there on video making jokes about like yeah I know I it's great to eat granola in the sunshine and and be quiet meditate but sometimes I just need some some strippers and coke and they're standing there like ha, 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 ha. if that's enlightened I don't want to be enlightened thanks <clears throat> no thanks that's okay wow there's also yeah there's also a really creepy story that he's told in at least two videos about a kitten that he had when he was a kid that uh, he was taking it around on a leash and a spirit overtook him and caused him to throw the cat repeatedly over and over again swinging her into a bush of um, a prickly bush, whatever that is. I'm guessing it has thorns. So he's dragging the cat as she squealed and cried. He felt tears on his cheeks and fought against his body, but the spirit inside him wouldn't let go. Mm. Animal abuse at a young age. Did he also mm -hmm. wet the bed and hit his head on something? Mm -hmm. Did he light any fires? We got mm -hmm. questions, Bentino. We have some questions. All right, so real quick, trigger warning for this because I'm going to talk about suicide because he has had a follower who, after attending a retreat in Sedona, where all the really woke people are apparently, mm -hmm. um... <clears throat> He said to this group of people that this young man attended, he said, wake up to something important, otherwise kill yourself. Mm -mm. Yes. No. Um, so he, he, he had followed him for a while and gone to a retreat actually in Flat, Flat Rock, North Carolina, and had, had sort of been in and out of Bentino's inner circle. Um, he, his family had tried to help him for years. His name is Brent Wilkins. I'm sorry, I didn't say his name. Um, he was very, he was struggling with his mental health. And people think that he latched on to that comment and that concept of like, look, I've tried for so long to find peace and I can't find it. So maybe I should just kill myself. I don't know. 
Well, and then he probably looked up to this guy and thought he had some answers and then right. took, his, and took then, it literally. Yep. And so the, his, the note that they found on a receipt in his car after he jumped off a bridge said, This did not happen because of my friends or my family. I just didn't feel safe and made some mistakes. And here are some other troubling quotes from Bentino. You can't die unless you want to. Looking forward to death makes you truly come alive. We are fearing more of life, so don't fear death. Be excited about it. Which, like we said about Teal, this is shit that we should definitely talk about, but this ain't the way to talk about it. No, especially not when you're attracting people who are looking for answers and looking for help. Yeah, people that are suffering. And they're looking, they're being preyed upon by people like this guy. And I'm sorry, but if someone, if someone is enlightened and has a message and a plan and a way to help you live a better life that will benefit people, they're not going to ask for anything in return. That person won't even ask for a goddamn dime, if you ask me. Like, if that person says, I've got the answers, I can save us from ourselves, they would just give us the answers. They wouldn't be having, you know, sessions and recordings and introductions to their expensive teachings. It's not, it's not something I get behind. Is any of that real? <laughs> Here's what I want to say about that. Um, these, these people, both of these people and other people like them, are taking some concepts that ring true and they're distorting the shit out of them. Or like yep. in Teal Swan's case, she's taking actual um like therapy exercises and things like that and making it her own with no training which is dangerous and so i you know i don't want people to necessarily be discouraged about seeking out spiritual help because i did and it helped me a lot but at the same time you have to be very careful like you maybe get a personal recommendation or um, make sure that if you're going to a thing where they're doing some kind of exercises that these people are like that they've been to school and they have a degree or they have a, a, a license to practice therapy or something like that um, and you know yeah. I'll, I'll also say that I do have a who I consider a teacher um, and this person never ever claims to have all the answers and it's just there as a vessel and it's just there kind of offering and, and holding space and trying to help people. That's what I think is really trying to help people. If you're you're not out there saying, hey, look at me. I can do this. I can hold my breath this long. I can yeah. fucking read your mind. That no one, no one who's actually trying to help you is bragging like that. People who nope. might actually be able to help you are they're probably sitting there calmly. They let you ask a question. They give you what they think is the answer. And they'll usually tell you, I don't have all the answers. Right. you got to yeah. find it yourself at some point. And if they're not saying that as part of their message, they're full of shit. They are totally full of shit. I would agree. And, I, and you know, I the way I've ever grown as a person is by self-reflection. Is by I've done a lot of research and reading about the brain and psychology. And I've read the entire Bible and then was like, well, I think I need to read the entire of of everything I can get my hands on because that fucking shit is crazy. Um, I've read a lot of spiritual writings and teachings and I've read a lot of criticisms of those things and I've read a lot of, like I said, psychology and I 
there is no way for anybody to ever know anything. I tell my son this all the time. You will never know everything. Mm-mm. No one will ever know everything. There is no way that's possible. Absorbing other people's stories, having compassion, listening to other humans, um, and self-fucking-reflection, and humility, and ego death, those things are the things that will help you. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that person is your friend who's telling you a story, or that person is you know, a quote unquote teacher of some kind or uh, a public speaker or whatever, even a stand up comedian. I mean, these people have insights. Everyone has insights. Listen and be humble. That's all you can fucking do. And mm-hmm. when someone tells you anything else, like you said, they're full of shit off the toadstool, the end. Yeah. I mean, even the most trained therapist or the most uh, enlightened spiritual teacher or whatever should have the ability to say, I either oh, I don't know the answer to that. I can't tell you. Or, oh, I'm sorry, maybe that was the wrong approach. Let's try something else. If right. you don't yes. have the humility to do that, then you shouldn't be leading anyone anywhere. That's what I think. Of. It's humility. Look for, if you're looking for some guidance, it, either if it's any kind of teacher, any teacher of anything, they need to have a little bit of humility, acknowledge when they're wrong, and, and encourage you to seek the answers and the motivation from within yourself. If they don't do any of those three things, get the fuck out of there as soon as possible. Right, yeah. Yeah, I just I just think it's crazy for anyone to say they have answers Mm-mm. for anything. I mean, you know, science doesn't even say that shit. We've got some answers, which, like I said in another podcast, an answer to one question just creates fucking 20 more questions. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it's always going to be. So just have fun with that. Be curious and surround yourself with people who are going to help you and uh, be compassionate towards you oh i don't God. think we should ask the magic eight ball anything uh because we we already obviously know everything because we're so enlightened the two of us um and also we've talked a lot and i personally am sorry that it got so heavy and full of rage but you know sometimes you got to go there i mean this is a mysterious and a weird thing how are these people manipulating other people what are they talking about why you know their concepts are weird to me my bullshit meter has gone off for these two and for other people you know and i I just still steer clear but it sucks because that that makes them discredit people who do have really cool shit to say like when i was going through the worst of the worst of my mental health issues i couldn't sleep and i would put on recordings of like Terrence McKenna or Alan Watts or something and just maybe the things they say if I were to write them down maybe it would be that not sense making thing but it it like made me feel better because they were talking about how big and expansive everything is and they did add a little bit of like scientific thought and things like that where you could think okay you know this is bigger than me I'm I'm cool like it's okay I'm gonna be okay and then I would fall asleep so there's people like that who you could gain a little knowledge from it's just that you can't take everything they say as a fact no and you can't look at the way they live and think well this must be the way because they're human and they are gonna do human stupid human things and everyone has their own way yeah that's why I love Carl Sagan so much Mm -hmm. because he's so poetically beautiful about huge unknowable things that and it's reassuring somehow you know my son has been having some existential crisis already at seven years old um he got upset the other day that i was that i'm gonna die and he's like well then everybody's gonna die and this is something we obviously have talked about before but i think for some reason it just hit him 
really hard and he just like really thought about it and mm-hmm. realized it for the first time yeah and i just seriously gave him a whole carl sagan thing where i was just like look we're made up of tiny atoms like we came from stars we will become everything else all we have is right now right this moment right here we don't know what's going to happen you know we have we have i listed all the good things we have in our life we have each other we have enough food we have a house like we have a lot of stuff that's good and you know we don't know what's going to happen all we have is now and then when we die we'll be we'll become you know one with everything else on an atomic level it's like science you know i'm my body's gonna rot and all those things are gonna go into trees and flowers and animals and grass and that shit will become other things and it's just a never-ending cycle of your atoms regenerating into other things so you know that makes me feel better too like that kind of stuff makes me feel better but yeah when someone's preaching at you and telling you you're not good enough you have you you know i have the answers and you don't like that's completely different thing and like there's some kind of ultimate goal that we're all supposed to reach and if we don't it's our fault that's what they frame it as yeah it's gross it's not real none of this is real none of this is real um i think we can just say yeah i'm sure people have opinions on this please email us like oh yeah tell us what you think if you practice therapy or you know anything like that tell us what you think about repressed memories it's none of this is real podcast at gmail.com or you can slide in our dms on any social media platform you can find us on all of the major podcast platforms including now himalaya which has a tip jar so if you can't do patreon you can just give us a little tip just a tip just the tip. Oh, um, y'all. So that would be great. We love you. And somebody else out there also loves you, whoever you are. Well, I got to go. This is making me, I'm going yeah. to go cry it's... for a minute. <laughs> and our next episode is going to be lighthearted. So if this was a lot, then come back for some silliness. We're going to bring you some silliness on the next one. Oh, yeah. It's going to be much sillier than this whatever this was (laughs) all right we love you we're gonna take a cry break and um yeah you don't have to believe in any of this no you shouldn't just just believe on yourself it's in there believe on yourself believe all over yourself do it Uh, goodbye bye oh my god leave on if you could travel in time what would you do i would go to the dinosaur days and train a uh, triceratops and bring it back in time it will be my pet and it could hit bad guys and we'll be he can be my sidekick and we could be superheroes together we have a mask and armor and missiles wow 